0: Oh my god, Nick. Yeah, thank God you're here. You got to help me. Creatures have attacked the town. All over the place. Creatures have attacked the town.
1: Oh my god, what happened? Wolfmen ate your friends? No. Aliens ate your cousins? No. Dracula's <laughs> ate your parents? No. Mummies ate your coworkers? No. Frankenstein's ate your teachers? No, Nick, no. Giant spiders ain't your acquaintances? No. Manticores ain't your in laws? No. Cerberuses ain't your city council members? Absolutely no.
0: Then just fucking tell me what happened. There's a a little dog and he bit bit somebody.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's cute.
0: We weed whack wackos in weird and wacky run and gun Super NES classic Zombies Ate My Neighbors this week on how did this get brains.
1: Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell.
0: I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. and Welcome back, Bucket.
1: Edge. So (laughs) this week's game I actually played in childhood, which isn't the case for all the (laughs) retro games we play, but I played this as a kid. And I, so I have some, some preconceived notions going in that I would say are were mostly confirmed by this replay. But before we get into that, before we descend into gaming hell, it is time mm. first, as we always do, to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Abadaga, count us off. Great.
2: All right, hold on. Before we start, yeah. I remember last week we were going to say <laughs> we should confirm who had something to talk about. <laughs> Oh, really yeah. I got a little something to talk about. This Do you have anything, Heather?
0: Episode? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Okay.
1: I just want to make sure. Uh, <laughs> I have
0: something.
1: Okay. Yeah. Good. Last week, it was a it was a debacle, but I got some okay. of this stuff this, preloaded.
0: It is the simplest prompt. Just start talking about a thing you like. And every week, it falls off a cliff and tumbles for about 35 of the 70 seconds. And that's time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll get <give> <laughs>
1: I was going to talk about Crusader Kings 3, but I think we're good.
0: Oh, Wait. great. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> Are we? Was Are we, that we it? That in? No, I didn't, I didn't start the I, timer. I think that's but... it.
0: That's it. That's the whole oh, okay. <laughs> thing. That didn't
1: start the timer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, because okay, you...
1: that's it. Devin's nodding and saying that's it.
0: Okay. <laughs> that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, well, I'll save my Crusader Kings 3 thoughts for next time, but now it is time to introduce our guest. A writer whose credits include *Harley Quinn*. You didn't Quinn.
0: even ask what what were, what were you going to talk about, Heather? I, I, you raised your hand. You had a does it you? Let, Wait, please did you have something? Guest. Yes. <laughs> Last time you didn't have something, so I was like, I'll, I'll
1: come, I'll come in hot.
0: No, I had something. I was like, to like I'll make sure about.
1: I have something.
0: No, I, uh, what was it? <laughs> I've been playing some Game Gear, some old school Game Gear. i am playing the original wow. Sonic the Hedgehog for Game Gear. And wow. I had some thoughts about it because I've noticed a couple of things and I want to talk about that, but it's just going to have to wait.
1: <laughs> you, you know, our guest was nodding along at the mention of Game Gear, so maybe he has some thoughts of his own. A writer whose credits include Harley Quinn on HBO Max and Earth to Net on Disney Plus. Adam Stein
3: is here. Hi, Adam. Welcome to the show. Hey, Nick. How's it going?
1: It's going great. Thank you for being
3: here. Uh, I, is, what do you, Did you have a Game Gear? I had a Game Gear. Uh, and what I love when I had a game gear, uh, I had the TV tuner. (gasps) Are you aware of the TV tuner? Oh my God. That's the, that's the Holy
0: grail. You can't use it anymore because it's analog (laughs) and they, all the signals went digital.
3: Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, the thing you could slot into the game gear where a game would go and turn into a TV, which, you know, in the early nineties was revolutionary. Yeah. And you would go to the airport and could watch TV waiting for the plane. Yeah. You know? Yeah mind-blowing. Unbelievable. Mind-blowing back in the day.
1: Yeah. Truly crazy. like a thing that as as a as a Nintendo family, I envied that of the Game Gear, mm-hmm. uh envied that aspect. Did you did it drain the batteries even more than the than playing games on it?
3: Or it's a good question. I I imagine it would. I'm sure my mom had like just bags of batteries ready to go so just, you know, slot one new one in. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What did you, Heather? What, what were you going to talk about, Game Gear wise?
0: Wait, I did. Didn't I say the words aloud? Maybe I didn't say, say the words. I was going to talk Sonic, about Sonic, but, the, but I didn't. What, you, you're
1: just going to talk about a, a Sonic on the Game Gear?
0: What's yeah, going so, on?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you in a different time zone? No, I'm. I'm in the
0: same time zone. I was going to okay. talk about how I think. Sonic for Game Gear plays faster than Sonic for Genesis. I haven't done any research about it, but it seems like the actual speed of the game is significantly increased from Game Gear to uh, Genesis. And I thought that was really compelling and interesting and worth talking about a little bit.
3: Adam, did you have Sonic for Game Gear? I think I did. Are you saying the speed of the hedgehog himself went faster?
0: Yeah, so I believe... The sprite is slightly larger on screen mm. based. I mean, like uh, ratio of screen to hog, but additionally to that, he Whoa. moves faster than his Genesis counterpart. Different
1: context in 20, 2020.
0: <laughs> 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 anyway, that was, yeah, I had a game gear growing up because I was this Sega kid and, um, I had columns and Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was abysmal, awful, just terrible. Uh, and then Sonic, uh, and anything else that I had has escaped my memory. Like it's just but gone. The, the
3: Game Gear was color, right? Yeah. The first yeah. Game yeah. Boys were not, and so yeah. it was just like a huge improvement.
0: Huge, right. and it was it was backlit also, so you could play it, it at night. Where and that was that was all of my playing as a kid was at night. Like during the day, I was. I don't know wherever the hell I was. <laughs> 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 I I, I yeah. say
1: we'll say just as as someone who came from a Nintendo household, I coveted the Game Gear and the Atari Lynx as well for those for just just the idea of a color handheld. But my friend had an Atari Lynx, and I remember it just it just ble- burned through batteries. It was like eight yeah. like double A batteries, and it would like last like a half hour. It was like a Generation yeah. One Disc Man in terms of just like just shredding battery life
0: yeah i mean that's yes that's what happened with the game gear also it was six batteries and they would not last six hours i don't think
1: wow so adam yeah. were you like where we talked a lot on the show about nintendo household versus sega household versus sony household where did you were you a sega household or was that just the handheld that you happen to have
3: i was the the spoiled household that that had a lot of systems hell yeah <laughs>
0: yeah that's nice
3: i mean i think i'd consider myself a nintendo person first and foremost you know we definitely had the original nintendo and that's like my first love um but you know then the super nintendo we and we had Sega at the same time uh i think n64 first but eventually playstation added the collection um yeah it was just uh every every holiday was just another excuse to to beg and plead for uh, a game system and cry if i didn't get one so
0: <laughs> is that was that the Good trick <laughs> That was yeah like, i think yeah. it's
3: just like if you can annoy your parents enough they'll just give it to you to shut you up you know not yeah. out of love just desperation at that point
1: <laughs> yeah that's how i got my wife wa- my wife to get me an xbox one
0: oh. <laughs> you make money nick why did you force her to buy it by using but an emotional it. gambit
1: <laughs> but i wanted it for christmas <laughs> so you,
0: it's you have an Xbox? Gift. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, it's better
1: as a gift. I do have an wait, Xbox One, yeah.
0: Wait, which one is the one? It's So it's Xbox, then Xbox 360, then Xbox One?
1: Xbox One is the current generation,
0: yeah. Okay, great. Just wanted to double check, because I wasn't positive... If any of us owned an Xbox, but now I know well, I, that you own one.
1: I have an Xbox one X. It's actually the Taco Bell branded Xbox. <laughs> and all that means is that when you when you turn it on, it makes the Taco Bell bell sound. And that's it. So I may have discussed this <laughs> when we were is playing. Is this real? Are you serious? That's 100 percent. The only feature it has. It's at all Taco Bell specific. <laughs> Every There's no Taco Bell background or anything. Uh, but I Doesn't have, it have beans like- inside of it. No, no beans. I mean, I haven't checked. I don't, I don't, I haven't opened the disk drive. Maybe Chihuahua avatar.
3: <laughs>
0: you press eject and like, like the cheese, like slides out of the drive, just like, yeah. <laughs> onto the rug. <laughs> it's
1: just a built in Mexican pizza. No, I, as far as I can tell, there's that it's just the bell sound, but I will say when we're playing inside uh, for the podcast, which is, and I played that on the Xbox one and it's a very like dark, you know, and, and sort of brooding game. And so it was such a disconnect when I was about to get in, like, just like delve into this world and then I'd power on my Xbox and i just hear boom.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> so,
3: so Adam, what are you, what are you playing currently then? What are, what are you, what, what current systems do you have in your, in your house? Uh, Yeah, right now I have a PS4 and an Xbox. Uh, I lent my friend a Switch right before the pandemic, but it's worked out perfectly for him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for him. Uh, And and he actually started playing Fortnite and then finally got me to uh, give in and play Fortnite. So I've been playing a lot of Fortnite right now. Oh, shit. Fortnite. Yeah, I'm years late, <laughs> uh, but now, you know, the new season started with Avengers skins and I'm like, I'm all in. I'm, I'm playing way too much. I knew this was going to happen if I got into it and this is what happened.
0: So are, are you, compare yourself to the, the average skill level of a, a common Fortnite player. Are you average skilled, higher skilled or lower skilled?
3: I would say I'm probably average. I feel like I've, I've put enough hours into video games over the years. Uh, but I'm not great at building, which is a big part of the game. <laughs> I, I get the shooting down, but once they start building into the sky, I'm just like, I don't have the hand eye coordination anymore to right. deal with it. Right? Mm,
1: mm, <laughs> yeah, I, I've never, pl- I've never touched it. I'm, I'm too scared. Uh, but I will. See, I have watched streams and 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 vods and and just the skill level. Like it just seems so frantic when people are like building and then asc- ascending a structure and then shooting all in one motion. I'm just like, I don't know how you would get to that degree of proficiency.
3: I wish they, like, separated the game for, like, old people and there's no building, it's just shooting. (laughs) And then, like, the kids who are 10 and just go, like, you know, give them the rest of the game.
1: Well, because it's like, okay, if you're going to go play, like, a pickup, I I know you play pickup basketball. If you're going to go play a pickup basketball game, it's not like you're going to, like, hey, I'm going to go play (laughs) with a bunch of, like just uh, you know guy, guys who are 16 and currently on their high school basketball team like that's not like you're you're going to play with other people your own age and skill level you know and and I feel like the matchmaking in most online games has not reached the level where you can self self select to that degree
3: no and i usually play with friends who are you know right. similar age and skill level but the, the few times i'll try to just join another squad inevitably some like 8 year old starts talking over the the tv and it's just it's too weird it's too weird yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I I do feel even if I'm just even if I it's like not uh, competitive, even if I like if I played World of Warcraft and sometimes would par- party up with someone who's like I like I'm 11. I'm like this feels weird. I don't want to spend 2 hours playing a games with an 11 year old.
3: It also makes you reevaluate your life. You're like wait, yeah. I'm 20 years old or doing the same thing as an 11 year old. I just Right. Oh. <laughs> Don't make me realize this.
0: Let me live in place. <laughs>
1: so do you, because you, you you talked about the uh, Avengers. I know you're a, you're, you're a guy who likes your Marvel. You like your Star Wars. Um, do you have any sort of favorite, uh, are there any game adaptations of any properties that you're a fan of that have really clicked for you?
3: Um, d- yeah, certainly. Uh, I, I obviously like, you know, Kotar, one of the best games of all time. It's probably an, an easy one. Uh, but I was thinking of, of games I've played, and you ever played the Buffy the Vampire Slayer games on no, Xbox no, and PlayStation no. 2? No. I remember no. them being fantastic. <laughs> wow. They You could play uh, not only as Buffy, of course, but all like the other characters in the show, and they got either the actors uh, to voice the characters or really good voice actors, uh, and wow. it was like ahead of its time. Like I feel like where Buffy you could pick up a shovel off the ground and, you know, use it to stake vampires and eventually it would break and get smaller into a stake. And I just feel like this is something you see now in games with weapons, right. you know, degrading over time. And this was 15 years ago. Uh, so yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and there's a sequel, Buffy Chaos Bleeds.
0: <laughs> 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 That's a subtitle. <exciting. laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's a that's a future segment is writing down what you think a subtitle for a sequel would be and each person puts <laughs> down one word and then you combine all of them so you'd get like I don't I mean it's impossible to do as one person but yeah. it would be like Sonic the Hedgehog 3 Extra Burns Dragon, or I don't know.
1: <laughs> or, and then the real reveal is, uh, there's an actual one, Tactics Ogre. Let us cling together. <laughs> we- <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but Chaos, but chaos Bleeds is, is up there as game subtitles go. So, uh, wait, but, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you mentioned KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic, a Star Wars game. You also played Fallen Order, yes? Uh, of course, yes. Mm-hmm. A lot cuz I I missed Fallen Order but but Heather you messed around with that a little bit. And Matt you played that Yeah, cool no thing. I finished it. Yeah.
0: I f- I finished Fallen Order. Um what what do you think, man? How'd you feel?
3: It was re- it was really fun. I think, you know, it's similar to Force Unleashed uh that Star Wars game back in the day cuz you get, you know, be a Jedi and use powers. And it've just been so long since we had an opportunity to to use a lightsaber and use the force and throw stormtroopers off a mountain. That was just like, it was (laughs) thrilling.
0: (laughs) Did you complete the game?
3: Beat the game. Um,
0: Without spoilers, I'm going to say that I thought that they handled the final fight exactly Mm -hmm. how you would approach that enemy if you met him in any other, in any circumstance. It was like, oh yeah, this is, I'm I'm glad that this fight is not like, I've got like a dual saber and I've got super force powers and I I can do all this shit and so I'm going to I'm going to do all this shit and instead it was it's it was terrifying. It's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> 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 go. Go go go. Uh it's great. Yeah. It was great. Wow, it was great. One of my
3: favorite Star Wars games though, I think still is uh Shadows of the Empire. Oh uh,
0: yeah.
3: I feel like that was the first time in a game, at least for me, that you could like fly in a snowspeeder and take down a walker, and it yeah, was just it, like revolutionary.
1: It, it, they they did so you know that Battle of Hoth I feel like has appeared in video game form a, in a number of t- a number of times, but that that version was so like at, at the time it arrived, it like looked so great. The only thing that didn't look like like just didn't look, uh, uh, you know, at its peak technologically for the era was the tow cables, but every other aspect of it just like, man, mm-hmm. this feels just like doing the Battle of Hoth, just like, yeah. it, which is exactly what you want from a Star Wars game. And Heather, you mentioned before on the show that they've kind of gotten away from some of these. Wow. She's holding oh, up box sh- is. the box for Shadows of the Empire.
0: Huh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dash I, Rendar,
3: I- baby. <laughs> it's,
0: it also used the music from, like, it used John Williams cues. And that was yes. one of the my favorite things about that era of um, Star Wars games is they would use, and I wasn't even a Star Wars fan back then, but, like, they would use, like, a 30-second like a clip and just loop it over and over and over again. And it would make you feel like you were perpetually in the climax of a Star Wars battle. Whereas with Fallen Order, there's a lot of that, like, like oboe and lute, that's just like you're wandering around and nothing's kind of happening and e- those are the parts right, of star wars let's take it easy that they on the woodwind over.
1: instruments here <laughs> oh, I, I know. some of us played double reeds in high school
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> putting the oboe slander on the podcast uh yeah but it is i i agree that it that and and, and more broadly heather this was a point you made uh, that that a lot of the set pieces like it's not a thing they do in Star Wars games as much anymore, where it's just like this is the thing from the movie and you get to play it, which is so satisfying just to make that that, you know, scene interactive. I, I, I do wish they'd bring more of that back.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I do like that the new games are canonical. I like that when I finally load up Vader Immortal on the PSVR, which just came out and I'm super fucking psyched about it that it is a story that happened to Darth Vader. It's a real thing for the fake world. I can't wait. I can't wait.
3: No, yeah, the interconnectedness now uh, of the Star Wars world is great. Uh, yeah. Though it, it pains me as someone who read all the Star Wars books and novels before Ooh. Disney took over, that those have been wiped away. Ooh. Yes, But, that's you know. It's, Poor Timothy's on. That's rough stuff. Uh, he, well, he's, yeah. he's making it happen. He's got new books with Thrawn. Yeah. And... and he survived the purge. <laughs> Thrawn
1: is so cool that they had to retcon. They had to figure out a way to make Thrawn still exist, even while uh, saying that all of his novels are no longer canon. Uh, but, you know, speaking of Thrawn and speaking of Star Wars games, he shows up in, I believe, TIE Fighter, which is Arts developed. Maybe it's X-Wing. It's one of the one of the uh, the PC uh, space uh, uh, space combat games, which are which are all really, really good. Um, And and. Speaking also of LucasArts, this was a LucasArts-developed yeah. game, this week's game, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Uh, so LucasArts, most known for, you know, this was one of my most third played third-party studios growing up. And before they were just, uh, like, all on uh, a, the Star Wars games, the Indiana Jones games. Before that was, like, their entire track. They had a bunch of, like, point-and-click adventures, which I really, really loved as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Day of the Tentacle, I think, actually came out the same year as Zombies ate my neighbors. There's a there's a bonus level that references it. Um, and um, Secret of Monkey Island, uh, Full Throttle, these Tim Schafer games. Uh, did you ever uh, did you ever mess around with any other Lucas Arts games of note back in the day, Adam? And you already mentioned Shadows of the Empire.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Maniac Mansion is that also? Uh, oh yeah, Maniac Mansion, one hundred uh, percent. Lucas Arts. Yeah, Maniac Mansion, the the
1: prequel to Day of the Tentacle.
3: That's right. Um yeah, I think all those they're, they're all genre games which is like totally up my alley. Uh yes. you know, this is there was also an Indiana Jones game I think on Xbox um that was really fun. Indiana Jones Emperor's Tomb, which I assume LucasArts did. Hmm. Um
0: Was yeah. there an a LucasArts game that involved a rabbit wearing uh, like a fedora? <laughs>
1: Ah uh, yes, so I, you're, you're probably different... thinking of. I think you're conflating Sam and Max. Ah, uh, Sam is a dog who wears a fedora and a trench coat, and ah, uh, Mac or and Max is just no. Max is the dog. Sam is the bunny. Sam is just naked. Uh, and Max wears a a a trench like a classic detective's outfit. And yeah, their 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 whole thing mm. is their freelance police. That's another point and click adventure game.
0: Hmm, yeah, no, I'm thinking of a rabbit who's wearing okay. a fedora. And I, I okay. like that you tried I like that you tried to like loop it into something relevant. But I'm I'm looking for this game and I'm not gonna stop looking until I find it. Just
1: I, I just think to be you're clear. something else. I'm gonna
0: take the rest of the podcast off, guys. I gotta go on the internet and do a deep dive, try and find this rabbit in the hat.
1: <laughs> well well, good luck, Godspeed. While you're doing that, um <laughs> let's uh let's let's talk real quick before we get into this about zombie games, because that's the world we're in, uh, even though this is a very, you know, sort of light, fun game. It is, it is still a fundamentally a zombie game. Hey, it's right in the title. Uh, Adam, uh, you know, lots of so, so many zombie games. I was looking through the list and just like, Jesus, the Wikipedia page for zombie games. It's like 100 entries long. There have been so many takes on this more serious ones, more somber ones. Resident Evil series we think of, obviously, um, Telltale's *The Walking Dead*, *The Last of Us*. Do you have any zombie games that are any that, that of note that stand out to you?
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely *Last of Us*. I thought you know both games are fantastic. Yeah. Um, but one game that I feel like is zombie-ish is the Dead Space series. Um, oh wow! Which I was such a fan of, and I just can't believe they haven't kept making more of them.
1: Yeah. They kind of miffed three, right? I, I didn't play three, but everyone three, said that three one wasn't sucked. as good. Yeah. 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 Um, but it, that's a. I mean, that's like EA just sort of does that, right? They, 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 they just keep miffing their
3: properties. Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know that you fucked up when the s- sequel to one of your major franchises has already appeared on our podcast. <laughs> like, <that's-> <laughs> 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 Ugh. Zombies Ave My Neighbors is a video game developed by LucasArts and published by Konami uh, for the Super Nintendo and the Genesis slash Mega Drive in 1993.
1: Other games of 1993, Myst, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for Game Boy and LucasArts games, aforementioned X-Wing and Day of the Tentacle. Both did come out the same year.
0: Uh, So this is a one or two player game that is a top down shooter that uh, you are taxed with either playing Zeke or Julie. And you have to rescue your neighbors from a bunch of monsters that are essentially horror movie tropes. Uh, You start with zombies, but eventually work your way up to giant uh, babies and spiders and squid men and aliens and ants and blobs and mummies and chainsaw-wielding maniacs and pod people who are essentially clones, Uh, a huge variety of enemies, and an even larger number of levels. This is a 48-level game, and- When I play games for this podcast, I usually am like, oh, I must be close. Somewhere around like level 13. I'm like, oh, we've got to be nearing the end here. I stopped playing and was horrified by the (laughs) sheer tonnage of levels that this game offers.
1: But I, I will say, you know, and and this game does ramp in difficulty quite a bit. But I, 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 for its era, you know, a lot of times games would extend artificially extend gameplay length by just making some levels like like way too hard. I admire that this one is just like, no, we're just going to add a shitload of levels, and that's how this is going to, you know, be a game that that takes you ten to twelve hours, however long it would take to complete. Uh, I mentioned that I played this as a kid. Uh, and this was a game that I played only in two player mode, only at my friend's house, but I remember like loving it and having like a great time. It's just got a great sense of fun. And as I was revisiting, it, I was like, oh man, this game, this is, this is such a fun, uh, such a fun design. And like, I, I, I like, it's got like a, like a genuine sense of humor to it.
0: Every part of what you said made me jealous. You had fun <laughs> with a friend. You guys always played together, and it was two <laughs> players simultaneous. <laughs> Fucking shit, man. Like, I couldn't even get, like, a toddler to play Tails. Like, I couldn't even get, like, like, a human child to hold the controller to play Tails. This game seems like it would be so much fun to play with another person. Yeah, I
1: was, I was like, as I was playing it, I was like, oh man, I wish we could do the two player mode right now. I guess with some emulators you can you can do it online, but I we didn't think to uh, to, to try that out in advance. Um, but it it is it is still, I think, super fun solo. But Adam, did you did you play this game as a kid?
3: So I have a special history with this game. Um, <gasps> wow, <laughs> we were in love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, as a as a kid, uh, I somehow did some video game testing um, where my mom would like bring me to some location that had a bunch of video game systems and other kids trying out various games. And I think it was more in, in the marketing phase of these games. because they, they were pretty finished. Um, and one time I went and played Zombies that Ate My Neighbors. And, the you know, the, the greatest thing is at the end of the day, I got to go home with a copy. Um, wow. Wow.
1: Wow. God.
3: It's I before mean, before they released to the public as well.
0: Whoa!
3: It's <laughs> like, staggering.
0: I'm I'm an adult. I can buy video games. The idea that you would play a game and then go home with it is still exciting to me. That's so yeah, cool.
1: That's the best story
2: we've had on the show. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, yeah. I think I was eight years old at the time. So just I mean, oh. what a mind blowing.
0: Oh my nine god. Nine years old.
3: I mean. And and the (laughs)
0: social currency you were in charge of at that moment to be like, hey, I've got a video game and it doesn't even exist would be like, make you the coolest kid at school.
1: You Mm -hmm. can. Yeah, you could because you can play the game like that's the sort of thing that kids would just call you a liar. I feel like if you're just like, I got went to go to this room and I got to play this game that's not out yet. They'd be like, yeah, right. But then you have the game. You can like you have that trump card. That's amazing.
3: Yeah, I, I just can't believe I wound up there. That my mom was asking her like, how what how did that happen? And she's just yeah. like, I saw an ad and I dropped my kid off at this location. We're going to go play video games. And I'm like, wow, we really we really lucked out on this one. This could have gone
0: <laughs> this could have
3: gone another way. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing.
0: Yeah, that's a um, lot, man. <laughs> have you
1: has anyone else ever been involved in a focus uh, group or focus test in any way, any yes. capacity?
0: Yes, but not for video games. I uh, I did taste testing for a little a short window of time when I uh, when I first moved to Los Angeles and was desperate for money. Uh, there was a place in Westwood where you would go and do taste testing, and it would be like twenty bucks an hour, and you would just <laughs> eat shit all the day long. <laughs> and I remember there was like a time where they were like testing out Doritos. And that you would be like, you get a, a, a big styrofoam plate with a single Dorito on it. And you'd be like, okay, what's, do you talk about the crunch on this one? And you're like, is it different than the crunch on a different Dorito? But like, I think that was a, around the time that Doritos started doing the secret flavors. And oh, yeah. so they were testing the secret flavors on us to see if we could identify, yeah, this is like creamed corn soup Dorito or whatever. <laughs> Um, that's the only experience I have. And watching movies also, another thing you could do in LA, you, you the, people come up in line and they're like, do you work in the entertainment industry? And at the time I didn't, I uh, worked in a grocery store. So I was like, no, please let me see a movie for free. And I got to see movies ahead of time. That was awesome too. Um, How about you, Nick or Matt?
1: I actually do I actually do have a video game focused as experience but from the other side of it when I worked in development uh, I sat in and observed some focus tests with different groups of uh, di- different age groups of kids and it was fascinating to see the pro- the process because like one dominant kid could swar- sway everyone's opinion, especially with a group of like boys under 10. If one kid was like, that, that game sucks. Like someone who gave it a nine out of 10 would be like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, it does suck. It is stupid. Um, but they're looking for that because that, that group dynamic, I guess, is part of how they, they, they feel like a game can be marketed. But I do remember one specific instance where this kid was like, you know, the the guy running the focus, the focus group, this, is a, this was a Fantastic Four game that I worked on. And uh, for Activision. And the guy running the focus group uh, was like uh, s- asking the question So, how would you improve this game uh, if it were up to you? And they just sort of went around. And one kid's answer was, was this. Uh, this, is, this is as far as I can remember it, basically verbatim. I got it. You get Superman, you get Iron Man, you get Batman. <laughs> You give them sniper rifles, perfect game.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. Wow.
1: Without any irony. Wow. It sounds like it would be good. Yeah, we took all his suggestions, the game was a hit. I mean, securing the rights was a huge pain in the ass, but it worked out.
0: This game was not a hit. This was a flop when it was released. Nobody played I didn't Zombies. Know that. Yeah, nobody played Zombies Ate My Neighbors, but it became a big cult classic and eventually spawned a sequel called Ghoul Patrol. Uh but it took it took a while for for Zombies Ate My Neighbors to take off. I think in part because look, as a kid, you don't have any love for 1950s sci-fi movies and the cover of this box is a bright yellow graphic old colorized black and white footage and like somebody's mom screaming and like that's not when you're playing sonic the hedgehog or super mario these aren't graphics that excite you um but it was uh it was well reviewed got around 8.5s for everybody and was eventually released for virtual console uh and everybody talks about how good the um co-op it's called co-op i guess it's, I yeah, guess it's, it's cooperative stands yeah, for cooperative you and, mode you and
1: a friend would gather together <laughs> yeah. in the same place
0: yeah there were sort a couple of have games the same objective uh-huh. yeah i it's too much for me um, help each
1: I, other out you know offer each other uh ga- help in the game and then also help in real life like just some my, encouragement like my hey, you're
0: therapist doing great. my therapist calls the emotion i'm feeling right now f- flooded it's it's when i've heard something and it's too much for me to handle that's that's what she says uh, there were sequels for playstation and sega saturn that used the same basic gameplay uh uh th- that game was called Herx adventures oh yeah uh and then um there was another uh another game day of the tentacle which used uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors uh, uh, as a secret level in it. So this this game, short lead, long tail on yes. Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Short lead, yeah. long tail.
1: And, and I'll say, replaying it today, I was like, I was, you know, a lot of some, this, this one really, to me, holds up. But I'm curious, Adam, your opinion uh, as someone who had the game as a kid as well.
3: I remember it being very fun and really hard, and I feel like yes. that is still still today. I mean, the fact the forty eight levels is insane. Yeah, I I googled uh, videos of it, and there is a speed playthrough on YouTube that takes an hour and a half. <laughs> I, wa- I think I,
1: I watched that same speed run, and it's kind of you know, it's it's a uh, speed running is its own skill, obviously, but like like I was I was surprised that so much of it is just like them avoiding. Uh, combat it seems like just mm-hmm. like because the way the game is structured uh heather is like you're kind of you on, e- on each individual map you are um you have like a like an array of of victims they are called in game <laughs> uh like <laughs> they're straight up called victims <laughs> um they're npcs who are humans who are being attacked by the aliens or monsters and your job is to rescue all 10 of them to progress to the next level. However, you can progress to the next level with by collecting as few as one of them. Um, and then the exit will open and you can
3: move on. Which is letting them die. Yes. <laughs> and, and then they you, they die in front of you and an angel floats up and goes to heaven. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> like a ghost angel. You can. Uh, the other thing that makes this game progressively more difficult is that if the zombies or chainsaw guys or or even you if you drink the wrong potion touch the uh there's a ton of power ups we should talk about the power ups at some point so but
1: many power ups so many weapons
0: it's it's a it's it's a game with a lot of density even yes. though it's repetitive, it doesn't make sense. Like there's like yeah, you can drink a potion and turn into a monster, and that monster can knock down hedges. You can also knock down hedges with a bazooka. You can you, there's a bunch of different kinds of guns. There's weed like, whackers, tomatoes, weed yeah. whackers, soda
3: cans.
0: So much shit in a game that is essentially the same game every single level, even just with different enemies and different layouts, right? Um I don't remember what I was about to say before I went on this rant about how many power ups there are, but oh, yes. So you can rescue these guys. And if you don't rescue them, if they get touched by a zombie or something ahead of time, then they are permanently unrescuable until you gain enough points to get a bonus neighbor back. And that's yes, that's hard. That's some hard shit right there, man. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, because the way the difficulty ramps in that case is so like, you know, you have a maximum of t- like uh, now now your cap of because of, it carries over the next level. So now your cap of victims that you can rescue instead of being 10, uh, maybe is now six. Uh, and so you have even fewer victims you can let get t- get get. Grabbed by the ghoulies uh, before you you fail the game. Yeah, it, it it does get progressively harder that way. And the other thing, the other thing that that really makes it, diff- makes it difficult is that it doesn't have a save system. It has a password system, but the password system does not let you retain any items or any weapons. You always start off with starting gear, just the water gun, um, and uh, and and pretty much that's that's it. Wait, there's another starting item. I'm forgetting what it is. Uh, but you you like. First aid so kit. So you might be, yeah, you might get like mm-hmm. one first aid. Mm-hmm. Kit. Yeah. So, so like later in the game, it's like it's like having to start in the last dungeon of an RPG, but you just have your your you know basic starting gear. It's just like your your character is very very uh, hamstrung.
0: I feel like this game was the uh, was a real labor of love. Now I, I'm I I think it would take me more than two minutes to read off all of the titles for each of the levels. It's not just like yes. Green Hill Zone 1, 2, and 3. This is like each each level has its own quirky little name. For example, level 19, Nightmare on Terror Street. 20, Invasion of the Snakeoids. 21, The Day the Earth Ran Away. Twenty-two, the scary sequel to Level Seven, Level Twenty-Two, <laughs> Revenge of Doctor Tongue. Like there,
3: <laughs> there's also That's Son great. of Doctor Tongue and yes. Curse of the Tongue. <laughs> yeah, there's
0: there's tons of jokes in it. You know, I was a maniac lumberjack. It was what uh, Level Thirty-Four was called in. Uh, uh foreign territory. There's also a lot of censorship in this game, which is something we could talk about because it was a Super Nintendo game that came out at a time when Super Nintendo didn't want to be violent and so they censored the game in a lot of different territories. It originally was extremely bloody and apparently, well, you know, everything was replaced with grape juice. Um I don't know, man. I even mean, could- when you
3: die, blood comes down on the screen yes. to say yeah. game over, you know, yeah. which I think like we're purple. used to seeing now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> But I can uh, see how, like, as an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old, kids, you know, I loved it. But others, uh, parents probably walked in like, "What are you playing?" <laughs> right.
1: It, it it's a and and a, it, it does kind of like a rub against the tone, which is mostly so comic and and ridiculous. You know, one of the enemies we talk, we you you listed a bunch of them, Heather. Uh, but one of the one of the bosses is a gigantic baby. It's a honey that yeah. blew up the kid-sized baby. Uh, and it's a, it's got a, a distant... boss baby, if you will.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. That's no. it. That's the one. <laughs> we really. Guys,
1: okay, I'm going to take the rest you, of the podcast you off. Laid...
0: <laughs> you laid your own track to be able to tell that joke. It was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs>
3: the minute he saw that baby in the game, he knew boss <laughs> baby was coming. <laughs> of
1: the enemies you know there's there's a uh, there's so many of them um the uh, the the chainsaw maniacs man i really like like this this mechanic where there's like a hedge maze or fences and the chainsaw Ma- maniacs will like carve a path through it and so you can sometimes use them to your advantage to like get you know to like maneuver through different areas or to rescue uh, uh to rescue victims who tra- <laughs> yeah exactly rescue babies who are trapped behind hedges <laughs>
3: also the- also military personnel yeah. Doing nothing
0: in they're, the middle yeah. of a zombie
3: apocalypse, <laughs> counting on this little kid to come save them. I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> Helplessly it's- cowering so that a <laughs> that a 14-year-old in 3D glasses can res- can take them to safety. They ha- I think they're armed too.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not doing anything. It says they're a lot. It says a lot about the um mindset of the developers when you look at the point value for each of these victims. Mm. Cheerleaders worth the most points, babies next, dogs after that, explorers, (laughs) trampoline girls, couples, barbecue guys, soldiers, swimming pool guys, and then finally teachers. Now, teachers, I get. That's a nod to the kids playing the game. You want to make teachers worth nothing.
1: She is giving you an F. Yeah, like she's you see me- that on her clipboard. So she's
0: holding up an F and she's like, You've got to rescue her ne- next time. I'm
3: not going to save her then. It's just, you know,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The from the manual barbecue guy, this obnoxious neighbor is only worth five points, but his barbecue feast is worth 100 points. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, I, I, I do love how many for because most of it is just like, okay, this is just suburbia, although there are some levels that are, you know, in temples and um haunted houses and, and the like and, and laboratories. But like, even in just suburbia, there will just be like an explorer in a pith <laughs> helmet with, with, a, with a fucking looking glass. Like, what is he, what are you doing there? What are you doing? And what are you looking for
3: in someone's front yard? And doing nothing about it. He's just, you know, yeah. all, all this magical stuff is happening all around him and he's just waiting to get killed.
0: He's hunting for unexploded world war II ordinance. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, you know, we we talked about the. I I mentioned that, that I really like like the chainsaw maniacs carving up the the landscape. Um, there's also th- like I like just design things. Like you can you can unlock a door with a key, or if you have a bazooka, you can blast it open. Also, I like that the just kind of the logic of this game that a water gun and a weed whacker and soda cans which explode like grenades uh, coexist with a bazooka. Like these are all <laughs> just like kind of levels that are kind of in the same. The same tier, uh, it's or, or weapons that are in the same tier, it's it's. I I like I just think it's like very it's very very fun how uh, how just sort of like kind of I mean for lack of a better term random it all is. I did you guys ever play Dead Rising? Yes. Oh, was that yeah. the one
0: with the mall and you can like put on a Capcom helmet?
1: Yes and and that one like the that as I was playing through this again it was and I think I've read some some at least uh inferences that people have made that Dead Rising was partially inspired by this game but similarly has just like this huge array of like weapon things that you can use as weapons real life items and and it's uh it's 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 similarly fun and and just sort of comical for that reason um yeah it's uh the, the uh, I guess what I would just say is is the difficulty level did make me be like uh, I I was I was planning on playing through this game as I was getting through because I was having fun and I was just like man this gets so hard that yeah. unless I use save states and commit a lot of time there's just no way for me to get all the way through this
3: yeah and c- yep. can I say the clowns laughing very scary oh. yes yeah <laughs> the the some of the sounds in the game are terrifying
1: one hundred percent. Yeah, you because you can set up these cl- these uh, clowns as kind of like uh, barriers you can put wherever, and they'll distract the enemies who are pursuing you. Uh, yeah, those are scary as shit. Also scary, the fucking not not the giant boss baby, but the little like Chucky like characters Chucky that have yeah. the oh, axe yeah, yeah. Yeah. chasing after you. Very scary. And then if you like throw, uh, if you like light them on fire, they'll they'll survive. They'll chase <laughs> after you in flames. They're being immolated and they're still pursuing you with an axe.
3: Well, also weird that the best game seems to be like the the Ark of the covenant because you can like or the best yes. weapon you get a chest and you open it up and then just like kills all the bad guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That that uh, I think it's a Pandora's, Pandora's box. box. Yeah, oh, yeah. there you awesome. go. Okay. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, I I guess it, 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 unless you, do you guys have any other, other other thoughts or should we just get to our our review let's, here?
0: Let's just do a review, man. Let's do it.
1: It's time for our review, crew. <laughs>
0: You crew.
1: <laughs> so we'd say something positive about Zombies Ate My Neighbors and then give it a numerical decimal rating. Here is my positive thing. I think if this was an indie game that was released this year, I think people would like it. Like people would like maybe rave about it. Like, you know, it's 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 it holds up. It it's as a as a you know run and gun game, it's like I, I think it's 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 just so cleverly designed, and I think if the difficulty was a little less punishing and they it had an actual save system instead of a, a password system it would be you know like like fully playable but even in in this state it, it's still very very fun um and uh and so for that reason i i'm gonna be bullish on this game and kind of go with the consensus of the era when it, when it was released and give this an 8.0 wow I think, I think i think it's good i think it's well done what do you think heather
0: Well, uh, as I said earlier, I think this game evidences a huge amount of love. Like, even if you're not into this kind of game, it's not, like, every level has its own name. There's a ton of enemies. There's a ton of power-ups. You can be a bad guy. Like, you can transform into a monster and kill things. You can transform into a good monster. Like, there's so much in the game uh, that just feels like it's unnecessary additional detail and (laughs) I like for me also, you know, in the nineties, not a ton of games where you can choose to play a boy or a girl. That's, that's a huge, that's a huge thing right there. Um, I, so I've got a lot of positives. Can I say one negative? Sure. Why not? I don't like the music much. Mm. That's not my, it's not my, it's not my genre. It's not my style, but the rest of the game, if this is a game that you wanted to enjoy, it's a, an enjoyable game. It's not one of those that you have rose colored glasses and you drop it in and you're like, oh, man, this is yeah. rough. Uh, so I'm going to say. 6.9, six point well, yeah. nine, six point
1: nine. Nice. Very cool. All right, Matt, what do you think? Something positive, your score.
2: Uh well for me I'm gonna say uh that I do think the music slaps. Um and <laughs> that I really did like it a lot. Um <laughs> but uh I also my positive thing is that uh the the character design, as particularly on the boy, is exactly like the kind of teen I wish I was. Like just like a spike <laughs> <laughs> just like a spiky haired, like I love 3D glasses as like a yeah. as a um sort of a conversation uh, piece. And uh, and I I just think it looks great. He looks very cool. I would have really loved to have been him. Um, And I know we talked negative about the baby. I just like, I like the baby. I think the baby's funny. (laughs) Having a baby in a game is good. Um, And so that's, those are my positive things. I did not a whole lot to, uh, for me to really dislike um, but I didn't get to play all of it because it was very hard. And um, yeah, those clowns were scary. And I did not like that at all. I was not expecting to be scared. Um, so I will give this, I'll give this a 7.5 because I'll, I'll take it down a couple points because um, how dare it scare me like that. S-
1: still a good score. Yeah. Uh, and Matt, you don't scare easily. No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I crumble like paper, baby. <laughs> Uh, Jumped out of your chair when I called your name.
2: I was very nervous that yeah you addressed me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam. Uh, uh, your some something positive. Your summation of thoughts and your score on Zombies ate my neighbors.
3: Yeah, I think as a genre fan, I think they did such a cool and good job of having everything from werewolves to aliens to worms to your chainsaw killers in here. There really is like so many different movies have been t- you know touched in, and you can see them in this game. Uh, and yeah, you know, taking a potion and turning into the rampage monster, basically, and just crushing through walls is so much fun. Uh, you know, any any kind of game that has you know Curse of the Tongue as a <laughs> as a level title, I think, uh, is a good one. Um, it's fun to play the cooperative mode if you can find a friend. If you're lucky enough to have had a friend, uh, it's a really it's a really and fun game to play.
0: Unreal, unreal. <laughs> First time Uh, on the podcast. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Uh,
3: So I think uh, I I would give it an eight, but because of my deep personal connection with this game, uh, I'll I'll bump it up to 8.5.
1: All right. Wow. Very good scores for this one. But Heather, perhaps we're wrong. What? Perhaps? That's right. We're changing things up. (laughs) Because this was a UK-developed game, perhaps we're wrong.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck, I just, dude? No. I no. just said
1: it wrong. I'm trying to justify it. Oh, but okay. Heather, <laughs> maybe we're wrong.
0: Maybe we're wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe we were wrong. We've got reviews from uh, all over the internet, or perhaps print media back in the day, um, that offer a differing opinion. Of zombies ate my neighbors. And I've got one if you want to if you want me to go first, Nick. I can Please, launch right Thunder.
3: in. So go twelve
0: years ago, uh Mighty Chaos, spelled with a zero four, uh wrote this on GameFacts. I just beat the game, and I got was fireworks. How many monsters I've killed, a winner message. And then I got to play another level, which is exactly the same as all the other 48 plus levels I went through, except that the people give you annoying text when you walk by them. After clearing that level, that's it. No ending, no congratulations message, no picture, no montage, not even a fucking thanks for playing message. (laughs) I'm going to skip to the end of this very long and very negative (laughs) review. Uh, Mighty Chaos sums it up by saying this game is the worst game I've ever experienced on the Super Nintendo. Worse than Shaq-Fu, the Home Alone games, and any crappy licensed game that I've played on that console. Hell, I like Friday the 13th better than this asinine clusterfuck.
1: Wow. Wow. He-
0: He was so upset that it didn't end like Contra or Castlevania and like, thank you for playing or congratulate you (laughs) that he that the whole game was not worth it for him after that.
3: Did he not play the bonus level where you can meet and talk to George Lucas? (laughs) This is (laughs) this is real. It's in the game. You go to the developer's room and George Lucas is there. Wow. What more do you need?
1: I didn't realize Lucas was there. That that is the I that is I think what he was talking about the annoying level with all the text cuz you can just it, it's effectively what the credits are. The credits are a level mm-hmm. you walk around, you can interact with everyone, but I didn't realize Lucas was one of them. That's awesome. Lucas That's and the simple. tentacle
3: is there from Day of the Tentacle,
1: which is I saw the know. tentacle, not Lucas. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. I have another review. I'll just read it. This is a GameFAQs review uh, as well from Inky Dog 26. 2 out of 10. I'll read an excerpt avoided at all costs. The game is beyond mediocre. It's abysmal. This game is very bad. I had more fun playing terrible games like back to the future and Friday the 13th. Again, I would enjoy getting terrible injuries over playing this game. The reason many people like it is simply because they played it as a child and loved it and still love it today. In my opinion, the worst SNES game I've ever played. How are people so hyperbolic about this? They're way worse. Super Nintendo games.
0: Oh yeah, I easily. mean, They're easily.
1: They're unplayable Super Nintendo games.
0: This is like very playable. I've got a not a review, but a uh, a piece from IFC's website. Okay, uh, wow. and IFC uh, February fourth um, of wait of this year? No, maybe of this year. Reads: You can't escape them. They're hungry for vitality and brains. Slow but unstoppable, they won't stop until every last ounce of life has been sucked from the earth. They are video game movie adaptations. Zombies Ate My Neighbor, singular, a 1990 Super Nintendo game that has no story and whose existence is only known by a select group of Uber nerds has been plucked <laughs> from its grave of obscurity to live again on the silver screen. Egad! Uh, the end of the article reads, John Darko is responsible for the script and is also producing the film. The next step will be securing the game's rights.
3: Hmm. Wow. it's an interesting process
1: they, they went yeah.
0: through.
1: <laughs> really putting the cart before the horse. Yeah, caught their shot.
0: The, uh, the The headline of the article is, Zombies Ate My Neighbors movie Stuck in Development Purgatory. It's not really I mean, like if you don't have the rights to I can't I am not yeah. allowed to just like make a movie out of wicked. Like I can't just be like I'm I'm making yeah. wicked. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, you got, you I remember you getting that cease and desist order on day one of production.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am starting my production on my new X Men movie
1: tomorrow. <laughs> Matt, don't, Matt. <laughs> You're gonna be out of a lot of money. We're doing it. that right now, We're going especially full steam ahead. No, Matt, please don't. Um, yeah, that's that's wild that they would do that without having the rights. Uh, I have a I have a retro review. This is from November of 1993. This is a review from Mean Machine Sega, which is a UK publication. A rave, 92 out of 100. But I picked it for this reason. Let me read how the review starts. If my mom finds out, I am dead meat," exclaimed Stacy. <laughs> And just because you want to see some crummy horror special? Chuck sighed. Stacy had only been too happy to come over to stay the night, even making up a fake slumber party she was supposedly going to. Now, as they were sitting waiting for the movie all-nighter to begin, she was starting to complain. As a gore fan, he could hardly believe his luck. Forty-odd horror movies playing back-to-back on Channel 666. Funny, he'd never caught that station before. Listen, babe, don't get stressed out. You can cling on to me, ventured Chuck as his hand casually slipped behind her shoulder. Get off, you creep! <laughs> shrieked Stacy. You're history. As she jumped up from the sofa, she noticed an impish figure on the TV screen. Don't go, Stacy. The fun is about to begin. Suddenly, she felt an invisible hand tug her towards the TV. They were both being sucked into the movie. What's happening? she stuttered as the gum fell out of her gaping mouth. Chuck, Chuck, help me! Now look. This is not the story of the game. This is not in the game's manual. This is not in a prologue or anything. The characters that are playable are not named Chuck and Stacy. They are named Zeke and Julie. The reviewer just invented their own weird headcanon for what's going on in this. Yeah, what is going like? What an odd choice to begin your review with this. I guess they're just I guess they're just assuming that Chuck and Stacy are like two of the the victims in the game and I but just like it, it strikes me I, as I think a
3: the reviewer doesn't want to actually review video games but perhaps write horror stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I don't normally do this, but I do have yes. a third thing to read, and wow. I'd like to read it. You ready? Yes, please. It goes like this. Stop neglecting bathroom decor. Our designer shower curtains bring a fresh new feel to an overlooked space. Hookless and extra long, these bathroom curtains feature crisp and colorful prints on the front and a white reverse side. That is the product description for the Zombies Ate My Neighbors shower curtain that you can currently purchase right now on Society6. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Apparently, the game has such a following that some people want their bathroom to look like the game. (laughs)
1: Hmm. (laughs) what is on that what is printed on that
0: that curtain Uh, it is a okay it it is a gallon it's the poison tank of liquid next Mm -hmm. to an overturned tank of liquid and then just the sprites for the two main characters here I will uh, I'll share it to the um, I'll share it to the chat so that you guys can see exactly what I'm looking at oh boy that's a long link Hopefully it works.
1: I'm looking at it now, and my assessment, no boss baby,
3: no sale. (laughs) Wow. Also on sale for only $49.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is a bargain. Hey, that was maybe wrong. It's time for a segment. It's another edition of our quiz segment, You Don't Know Jack Off. Now, the end of the manual for Zombies Ate My Neighbors has a list of alternate titles the developers chose for this game. Uh, I'll read a title. Some of them are are obviously tongue-in-cheek, but these are all ones they said were uh, were considered as alternate titles for Zombies Ate My Neighbors. So here's how this this game will work. I'll read a title. You buzz in with your name and tell me if it's an alt title for Zombies Ate My Neighbors or the title of an actual zombie movie that's been filmed and released. So buzz in with your name and say alt title or movie title. Okay, got it. Cool. Great. All right. Here we go. First up, zombies
0: invade suburbia. Your name.
1: All right, Heather. <laughs> you want to be smart about it. Go ahead.
0: Uh, that is an alternate title for the game. Zombies ate my neighbors.
1: You are correct, Heather. You are right. You get the first one. Next up, the dead next door. Uh, your name, Adam. <clears throat> uh, Matt. I think you you said your name first. I'm um, believe- said Adam because he's not being a little shit <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's the last time I'll do it <laughs>
2: um, uh, the
1: option is alternate title or what is the other thing alternate title or movie title is this, the, oh. is this an alternate title for Zombies Ate My Neighbors as printed in the manual or is this a, a movie title for an actual zombie movie movie title you are correct wow Killing Matt, it. You, ta- you take the second one all right, let me just tell you the score right. here real quick. <laughs> All right, next up, Grave Consequences.
0: Your name. Your
1: name. Heather, go ahead. That's a movie. No, it is an alt title. Fuck you. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, continuing on.
0: That, did I get zero now because I lost a point?
1: Uh, Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. Please don't feed the zombies! Exclamation point. Your name, Adam. Uh, movie title. It's an alt title for wow. "Zombies Ate My Neighbors."
0: Fucking Apodaca's uh, in the lead. We can't one. let this happen.
1: Negative. Uh, you can't. Uh, we'll say you can't go below zero, except for. No. Zero, okay. Next zero. up.
0: Um, children shouldn't play with dead things. Ugh. I mean, like, if that's the title to a game. That's fucking crazy.
1: Are you buzzing Your name? in? Your name. <laughs> okay, yes, Heather.
0: Game alternate title.
1: It's a movie title.
0: Oh my God. What? <laughs> That's a title to our movie?
1: There's a movie called Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things.
0: I'm a fucking right, negative up. one.
1: I hate next you, up. Nick. <laughs> Don't build that mall here. An alt title or movie title? <laughs>
0: Going for the
1: name. negative two. Oh, Adam, go, go for it. Uh, I'm going to go movie title again. It is an alt title for Zombies <laughs> My My Eight. Wow, what
0: the fuck is happening here?
1: These aren't these aren't gimmies. You, you got to use your noodle. All right, next up, gory gory hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> uh your wow. name, <laughs> Matt. That's a movie title, Matt. You are correct. All right, next up, boy eats girl. Oh, no. Your name, (laughs) Heather. Movie title. It is a movie title. All right. Negative one.
0: Negative one. Negative one.
1: Still anybody's game. No, it's not. Matt is in the league. (laughs) Matt is in the lead. Still anybody's game. All right. Next up Ghouls Just Want to Have Fun.
3: (laughs) That's pretty good. Your name, Adam. I'll go alternate game title this time.
1: That is correct. It is an alternate title for Zombies Ate My Neighbors in the manual. All right. This last one. It's a little tricky, so don't be too hasty, but here we go. This is the final one. Matt, you can take an insurmountable lead. Adam, you can tie. Heather, you can uh, get can up can to get zero. zero. I can get zero. I can All right. Is this an alt title for Zombies Ate My Neighbors, or is this a movie title? Big Tits Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> um, your name. Matt. I'm going to say movie title (laughs) matt you are correct you have won (laughs) you don't know jack off uh you guys may also know big tits zombie by its japanese title big tits dragon hot spring (laughs) zombie versus stripper five
3: i saw four yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 hey matt it's time for the question block
0: all
2: righty here let's see this one is from at poyahoga on twitter Zombies Ate My Neighbors has a great secret level where you can explore the LucasArts offices and meet the developers. Do you have any standout favorite secret level stage area in a game you've played? Mine are the secret villain layers you can find in Spider-Man PS1. Wow,
1: great question. Secret levels. I am always partial to, because it was, the first time I experienced it, I was like, I couldn't believe it existed Um, But the the minus world in the original Super Mario Brothers, that that's a thing you can get to, I think, is like uh, that's what I always think of. Uh, I'll also uh, uh, another one. I mean, like like way back in the day, I think in the Atari 2600 era. It might have been Adventure, but one of the games that, that it it was similar to what Zombies a- Ate My Neighbors has. But what but the they weren't allowed to put their names on the games, the developers. So one of the secret levels just has a developer's name. It might. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Adventure uh, has the uh, the developer's name just like spelled out in gigantic block letters if you find it. Um, but what? Heather, Adam, Matt, anything that comes to mind in terms of secret levels?
0: So in Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, which was a PS2 game, there has been some data mining done. And you can, via the sort of like breakthrough, what do you call it? No clip mode or whatever. You can like break through mm-hmm. barriers and go to places you're not supposed to go. You can get to development areas where other colossi, colossi were supposed to be. And watching those videos is hypnotic and interesting and cool. And I, I think that counts. That That's my answer.
3: Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, Adam, anything come to mind? Kind of, yeah. I remember in uh, NBA Jam, uh, I think the developers put themselves in as characters. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like Termel. I think was like the name of one, something with a T. And that right. was just And uh, it was just like, you know, all the NBA players and just like some weird white dude who was a developer you could play as the character. <laughs> <laughs> who I imagine had great stats that were yes. not accurate to his, you know, basketball ability
1: <laughs> right 100 um yeah i i love a developer i mean like you know the, i feel like the developers are so often buried in terms of the game's marketing that i like anytime they can sneak their themselves a presence into the game um you know what i'm thinking of the the cow level in diablo 2 is such a uh like it, it's like comic but it's also like challenging and it's like uh it's it's got a justifiably convoluted way of getting to it um and it's uh you know that the cows will be bipedal and they're fighting you with pitchforks and and that's super fun. Um,
3: so that's one I always think of. Did not one of the God of Wars have like a secret kind of level where you could have sex or something like in a brothel? <laughs>
2: yeah, it's in all three of them.
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty fun. that's pretty like front and center <laughs> at,
1: at least in the first one. Not so like secret. Just, yeah, no, you can you can have a three way basically after the opening credits. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Any, Matt, anything
2: come to mind? I was thinking about um, in Pokemon Red and Blue, there were like a couple, of, like sort of like known, like ways to sort of, I guess, hack the game uh, back then. And there's one called um, Glitch City. And the way you access glitch, it was like a, uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. You're, it's your player character walking around like on a, like just like a glitch zone. And so like you just see different sprites for different things in places where uh, they shouldn't be. Um, and you like access it through like going to the safari zone, saying that you don't want to go in, saving, turning it off, turning it back on, uh, and then saying no again. And then it sends you through. And then you walk around and it takes you to like, Just it's not there's nothing there, but it's just like a very strangely like coded, like extra little thing. But it's there's nothing of value there at all. It's just like a weird uh, thing to do to your game. Love it.
1: Uh, I yeah. Anytime anytime there's something secret that's just there for it's not like it it doesn't have any value as far as like it doesn't have any real like like, you know, it's just sort of a tonal thing. Or it's, it's even just like a glitch. I, I always love that. That's always a fun thing to feel like you discovered. Uh, anyway, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at getplayPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at six one six two played That's 616-275-2933. Adam Stein, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, anything you would like to plug at this time?
3: Uh, you should check out uh, Earth to Ned on uh, Disney+, Plus, uh, which uh, should be out probably by the time you listen to this. Uh, and then also Harley Quinn on HBO Max. Uh, both shows are a lot of fun. Uh, especially if you love genre stuff. If you like Zombies they Ate My Neighbors, I think you'll love those shows.
0: I've seen, awesome. I, I haven't seen episodes of Harley Quinn, but I've seen clips of it and it's fucking awesome. A good yeah. work all around. It's, Thank you. It's great.
3: Thank you.
2: And Matt, it's time for you to tell
1: us next week's game.
2: Next week's game, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Edge. <laughs>